The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So it's um, Monday and it's a week before Thanksgiving here in Canada. And I find myself at this time of year always thinking about the things that I'm grateful for. And one of the things I'm most grateful for are the circles of community that I belong to. I am so blessed to have so many wonderful human beings in my circles. I have my clients, I have my family, I have my children, um, we have the local community where we live, and I also have the school, the beloved school that my children go to, which I'm very, very fond of. And my listeners have heard me talk about this school before and one of the most um, uh, fun things about this school is that the parent community is awesome. So about a year ago or maybe even more than a year ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, I did a presentation at the parent council at the school and afterwards I was contacted by quite a few of the parents. I was doing a presentation actually to let the parents know about the work that I was doing with the kids. Now, if you've been listening to me over the previous months, you'll know that we have a program at the school called Power Circles. And I spent an evening describing what we were learning, what the kids were teaching us to the parents, because I thought it was really important that they be in the know as well. Well, one of those parents contacted me afterwards. Actually, a few of them contacted me afterwards, but one in particular, who is my guest today, uh, contacted me afterwards and said, I'd love to meet up with you. Can we, can we get together? And so I went to her yoga studio in the beaches here in Toronto, near where I live, and we had a remarkable couple of hours together. So I'm so pleased to introduce you to my newer friend, Donna Pulidis from Prana Fitness here in Toronto. And we still are connected at the school community level, but are becoming very, very lovely friends with each other. And I'm just delighted to welcome you to the show today, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. So, to get started, let's hear a little bit more about Prana Fitness. I, I know that the listeners are curious to hear about the goddess energy within, and I thought it might be helpful if they knew a little bit more about you and kind of where you came from, and then we'll work our way into the goddess conversation that you and I have been having. Sure, I'd love to. So, about a year and a half ago, I opened up my yoga studio, the official physical space of Prana Fitness, 
but to do a little rewind so that people know where I came from uh, and and how this studio space got started, um, I'll begin by saying I studied something completely different in university. So I studied anthropology and archaeology. Oh, and my goodness. <laughs> it's a whole other world. Did some excavations in Russia and in Greece and wanted to continue down that path. However, at the same time, I was struggling with in- extreme anxiety and depression. And I knew that in, to, in order to continue in that field, I would pretty much have to do a master's and a PhD to get anywhere. And I wanted to, but physically, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, I couldn't carry on with the demands and the pressures of that. So that summer after graduation, I certified as a personal trainer. In the fall, I got my first job at Good Life Fitness was with them for about a year, learned so much. I'm so grateful for that opportunity, but had the big itch to start going off on my own. Mm. So for the next few years, I would freelance, and I had personal clients. I had corporate clients that I would train in fitness, and it was primarily fitness to begin with. And then what happened was my inner journey had started many years prior because of those mental, emotional struggles. And I was introduced to yoga. And there came a time when I was training my personal clients and they wanted yoga sessions from me and I was not yet certified. So I started giving them little sneak peeks into the practice I was doing. And then, of course, it catapulted me into this whole other world of becoming certified as a yoga teacher later becoming certified as a meditation facilitator, and and life changed. And people would ask me, Donna, where's your studio located? And I didn't have one yet. And that was always my word, yet. Mm-hmm. So it took about 10 years of brainstorming and doodling and journaling until I finally took that step and opened my studio through a complete leap of faith. And maybe we'll touch on that when we talk about our topic So now I've got this gorgeous space in the beaches, prime location, right on Queen Street. Anyone that knows Toronto knows Queen Street. And I'm about a block and a half away from the lake. Wow. So it's just, you know, we're going to talk about abundance and and that goddess energy. And I'll let you guys know the secrets as to what I used and what I still am using in order to get to that place of really loving and being so grateful for the life that I have. It just seems so <clears throat> so perfect to be grateful at this at this time of year and all the time, of course, but I'm always struck in the fall by this sense of gratitude, and I think it has to do with the being in touch with the seasons, which is n- newer for me in the previous years. I, I wasn't really in touch with this. Um, I'm loving that you're willing to tell the story. I there there are pieces that you've just s- shared that I don't think I remember hearing the first time we spoke, and um, I just I want to be very um, I hold it as sacred that you're willing to share your inner journey with us, and I didn't know that it was grounded in anxiety and depression, and so thank you for being willing to say that out loud. 
that is a huge part of my journey. And I had many moments, many dark spots. I used to call them the dark clouds that would hover Mm -hmm. over me. And for whatever reason, my personal body was resistant to taking medication. I tried on and off many times. It just didn't work for me. And I like to be honest about that. It was a very personal decision. I tried them. It didn't work. Um, Everybody needs to do, obviously, what works for them. And so what did help me get through that part, and this will probably touch a lot of your listeners, is finding the techniques and the tools that would shift me into a place of clear thinking and calm and centered being. And what helped me were meditation practices and yoga practices and just the Eastern wisdom. Applying that daily made a concrete difference in my life. Wow. Wow. That's really heartening to hear. And I'm sure that our listeners will be, um, will, are touched by that. And I love what you say about, you know, everyone has to find what works best for them and keep, keep trying. I was in uh, Denver last week and somebody who was local, um, who was in the class that I was teaching, reminded those of us who were visitors that we had to drink a lot of water because you get so dehydrated there. And, and we're not used to that coming from many of us from more humid, um, closer to gra- sea level places. So he said, you know, um, you got to drink lots of water because you're going to lose a gallon and a half a day. And somebody else said, you know, if you're thirsty, it's already too late. And I, I had this urge and I did jump in and say, but even if you're thirsty and it's too late, keep trying. <laughs> like, Don't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. Even if it's too late, keep drinking. It's and never feel, too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's, um, that's your message too, is, you know, try, try whatever works and be open to trying um, many different things. Was, was yoga on your radar before this? Yoga was on my radar since I was a young kid. People oh. will probably remember why Lana on TV early in the morning about 6 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. doing um, yoga. I, I believe she was in Hawaii doing yoga on the beach. And I remember seeing those episodes and thinking, what is this stuff? So it was always there in the back of my mind. When I studied uh, in university, anthropology, we learned a lot about different cultures. So there I remember doing a project on Buddhism, and I went to visit a a temple in Toronto, and that shifted me a lot. So I was always open and receptive, and through a series of chain of events, um, one of them is really interesting. It brings me full circle to this weekend, and it calls in that energy of abundance, which in the Sanskrit, the yoga language, uh, we refer to her as Lakshmi. Mm. This little series of events is very interesting. So when I was dealing with an eating in my university career, I was privileged to attend a place called Sheena's Place that's in Toronto right by UFT. Yes. And part of that program, we were, it was an entirely free program, and I would go in weekly for sessions. And part of the program, there was from a local yoga studio just down the street. Yoga studios in Toronto. Okay. And she had a program that was offering free yoga sessions to Sheena's Place participants. 
So I went, and that unlocked a whole other side of me. The full circle moment is that the owner of that yoga studio has now become a very good personal friend and is helping call in that abundance energy, not only for my life, but for the community um, based in and around our studio. And she was just over this weekend. So it's fabulous to have all these full circle moments with key teachers and moments uh, in my life. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. You know what's so funny? I used to, um, I, I went to a counselor who worked in a building that was either in the same building as Sheena's place or very nearby. And I actually remember seeing that notice. Um, it was when I was, it was when I was at U of T, I remember seeing that notice for the free yoga studio sessions and I wasn't into yoga yet at that moment. So it was, it was something I just remember seeing cause it caught my attention, but I, I didn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't eligible for the free classes anyway. And also I didn't know really anything about yoga, but when you said that, I just realized I saw that too. <laughs> Another full circle moment. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. So you've been using a lot of language of the goddess energy, which is our topic for today. And we we were talking about this, you and me, we've been having conversations over the last few weeks um, about ourselves and our lives and what it is to be a woman. And um, I've been thinking about this in my own work as well, because I see a lot of people, and it doesn't have to be men, um, it's it's women and men, who are using a lot of the masculine energies, the, the driving, the ambition, the striving, making things happen, very, very active, and feeling like if something is going to happen, it has to be me that makes it happen, and trying to instigate change, and drive change, and push things forward. And I notice as well that a lot of people are suffering. They're suffering from burnout. They're suffering from exhaustion. They're suffering from uh, feeling disillusioned and disappointed. And over the years, I've operated that way too. And my own uh, uh, supporters and coaches and guides and therapists have been helping me to to tap into some other energies. And that, those are the ones we're talking about. And you've been using some of the language of the feminine energies, receptive, open, being willing, um, uh, open to abundance. Say a little bit more about what this goddess or feminine energy is for you. It's a huge part of my life right now. And what I've noticed is that my life and all of our lives, we just need to be open to seeing this part of ourselves. It's almost um, an intangible part of ourselves because we can't touch it, but we can feel it. And my life has gone in in many different cycles or phases. And so a few years ago, I was more in that masculine phase of drive and ambition and what is success and how do I become successful and how do I get more known and on and on and on. And that's when I was doing a lot of that journaling and brainstorming of what does my studio look like and who are the participants? What do I charge? How do I package this? So that was more the masculine side, which is needed and necessary. But then how do I get from that state to creation state? And creation is a very feminine aspect of ourselves. Think of the birthing process and so on. Sensuality, sexuality, creativity, it's all part of that 
second chakra energy, and maybe some of your listeners are familiar with the chakras, so more rooted in the second chakra. And so now I'm in a cycle of abundance, prosperity, creativity. And how I got there was actually a sort of a a mind shift. I had to mentally reprogram myself to acknowledge and know that I am deserving of this and I am willing to participate in the process of calling in abundance. Mm. And what that means is some of us, many of us, are stuck in a state of constriction and tightness and not feeling deserving of the good in our lives. We all get there. We've all been there. And some of us get stuck there longer than others. When you can open up not only your external eyes, your actual eyes, but your internal gaze, that part of the self that really knows who you are, that starts to open up and unlock aspects. We can call them chakras. Aspects of ourselves that, that start to create relationship with the world around us. So that means all those coincidences, all those people that you meet, all of those circumstances that seem to kind of line up for you, in my opinion, are not coincidences. It's the universe meeting the energy in which you're at. So the cycle I'm in is abundance, and I I literally use mantras, and I can share that with your listeners, which mantra I use for abundance, and it's, it's a process. So I wake up feeling grateful, I wake up expressing that gratitude out loud in words, and then I go about my day creating the opportunities or looking for and receiving the opportunities that will keep me in that abundant state. Wow. I think my listeners and I do want to hear more about how to do that. <laughs> and, um, and we need to go... We need to go to a break right now. So when we come back, uh, yes, please tell us more about how you do this. Um, I'm sure that there are many who are curious. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm here with Donna Pulitas from Prana Fitness. And we're talking about the goddess energy within. We're about to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Hello and welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadiq. And before we jump back into our topic with our guest, let me take a moment to acknowledge my sponsors. I was, um, I, in previous months, you heard me acknowledging Dan Holden and Jim Anderson, who together have a program called the Refiner's Playground that we, we talked about on a show. They joined me on a show earlier in the spring, and we had a good conversation about that. Um, they had sponsored me at the beginning of this endeavor with Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and then I was so blessed. Last week, I was in Denver, and uh, Jim lives in Denver, Jim Anderson. You can find him at fit2lead.com. That's F-I-T-T-O-L-E-A-D.com. Anyway, we got together for dinner the night before my program began, and he handed me a check. And he said, Dan and I want to continue to support your program. And I was moved to tears. It was so um, generous and loving and so supportive. So I want to publicly acknowledge the two of them for their contributions and their support and their love. Dan can be found at DanielHoldenAssociates.com. Both of these gentlemen have written books that you can order from their websites, which are fantastic and I highly recommend them. And of course, if you're interested in their program, The Refiner's Playground, you can uh, email either of them and they'll send you more information about that. So thanks so much to my sponsors. Now, back to Donna Pulitas from Prana Fitness, and we were talking about the goddess energy within. And Donna, you were sharing with us that there are some practices, um, conscious and intentional practices that you've been using to help call in this um, abundance that you're in the cycle of right now. Say a little more about all of that. Sure. I'd be happy to. Part of the practice that I do in yoga is mantra. Mantra is literally a way to positively control and redirect our thoughts. So it's like mind training. And mantras can be in any language. I tend to use either uh, scripts in English that I either create myself or they might be from different sources, inspirational sources, or I use the Sanskrit language um, as I practice this. 
Mantras can be practiced daily, any time of the day. Um, some people use the mala beads, the 108 beads, to time their practice. I usually do a chanting type of practice, so I actually let the music within me and the melody within me come through. So I'll set aside 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or even an hour or more, and and just start chanting. Now, I have a vocal background, so that helps, and I, I get out my keyboard or my harmonium, and I start to play. So it's very fun for me. Um, but somebody can do this without any vocal training at all. There's a practice called japa meditation or japa mantra, where you would take this chosen line, this mantra, and repeat it in just a spoken voice, or okay. there's a Vedic technique where you would vary your voice two or three tones, so it sounds almost like a tiny song. So many different ways to do this. You can literally just Google mantras, and you'll get pages and pages of information. The one that I'm using right now, and I share this so that your listeners can actually write this down and, and start to practice it themselves. I'll say it, and then I'll spell it so everyone knows exactly what they're saying, and then I'll explain it. Sounds good. So cool. the mantra itself sounds like this. Om Shreem Lakshmiye Namaha. Om Shreem Lakshmiye Namaha. So there are four words. The first one is Om, O-M. Mm-hmm. Second word, spelled S-H-R-E-E-M. Okay. Third word, Lakshmiye, L-A-K-S-H-M-I-Y-E. I'll spell that again, L-A-K-S-H-M-I-Y-E. Last word, Namaha, N-A-M-A-H-A. I just noticed there's a little aha there at the end. That's cute. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I love those awarenesses. Om Shrim Lakshmiye Namha. What this means is, I'll break it down. Om is a universal sound. We all have probably heard this at some point in time, especially at the beginning or end of a yoga class. Um, lots of TV shows and movies like to poke fun at this sound om and what this sound does if you don't chant anything else and you just chant om i promise you shifts and changes will happen in your life it creates an internal vibration that's already there but it starts to resonate and vibrate at a higher and brighter frequency shifting your energy to a clearer place so clearer thinking Calmer minds, your nervous system calms immediately. Think of taking three deep breaths, the same idea. And you're connecting with the energy of the universe. So anyone that spends time in nature, near water, out for walks, etc., will start to notice like the sound, literally the sound of the universe. So that's OM. Shreem is the seed sound, the seed essence of this. Lakshmi energy. Lakshmi is, we'll call her the Hindu goddess, but I don't want people to freak out and think I'm asking them to do something religious. It's not. She is simply carrying the attributes of abundance. So yes, there is a, um, 
you know, that you, you could look up her image and, and see an image of her, but think of it as an attribute of what's already in you, just mm. in its enhanced state. So abundance in all aspects of life. We're talking about monetary. We're talking about relationship, career, any aspect of your life, your family life, your personal life, um, anything you need to call in prosperity and abundance around that. So it can be a very balanced um, calling that you're looking for, but it can also be specific. If you're in financial trouble, you can direct it to that. If you want to call in the right relationship, you can use it for that. So it's all about intention. Wonderful. And when you string them all together and continue to repeat them, Om Shrim Lakshmiye Namaha, something very powerful starts to shift. The Sanskrit language itself, I mean, that's a whole other two-hour talk. The (laughs) Sanskrit language holds a lot of energy. It stimulates the chakras within the mouth. So if somebody's interested, please look this up. The way the, the words are spoken, the tongue moves in different directions, hitting the, the top palate of the mouth, the back of the teeth, etc., all energizing uh, hormones and energy centers within the body. So there's so many directions you can take this. The last word, namaha, mm-hmm. I honor. So I'm honoring this Lakshmi energy is basically what you're saying. And that Lakshmi energy lives within you, but it's also all around you. And that's when you start to find all those synchronous things in your life lining up. Wow. And it's, it's just a phenomenal practice and a phenomenal way to begin your day or end your day. Or if you're having a hard time, just pop off, isolate yourself for a few minutes and, and go into your mantra practice. You know, um, I remember when I first began to work in the corporate setting using executive coaching, I was hired by one of the big consulting firms here in Toronto to join their coaching practice. And the leader of that practice was very clear with us um, from day one, not to share anything about meditation with our clients. And I I didn't last very long there <laughs> because <laughs> that wasn't going to work for me. And I wasn't, as, I wasn't, I wasn't where I am today. So this was quite a few years ago, maybe maybe nine, nine years ago that this conversation took place. But I'll never forget it because there was this disdain that she represented that the corporate world had for anything that seemed too, um, well, not not driving, not masculine. And this seemed like her, her, her take on it was that it was, it was too soft, it was too um, passive, and that leaders didn't want to hear about this. The funny thing is that um, I've heard her and others who have spoken against that sort of thing in the past have now began to speak for it, which I find very interesting, but I guess everybody grows and develops, so why not her and others as well? But um, as well, I've noticed that my clientele are much more interested in hearing about this, and I'm talking about people who occupy, you know, the C-suites in organizations as well as the senior VP and VP level. They're much more open to this sort of um, practice as a complement to the other practices that they are already so good at. And is that your feeling too? I mean, are people open to this or do they sort of run away screaming in fear when you bring up the word mantra? Both. Okay. (laughs) Definitely both. 
However, um, I would say, listening to you speak just now, I'm thinking of our clientele at the studio, and it's such a wide range. And, of course, when someone walks through the door, I don't ask, what do you do for a living? But once I get to know them and, and that comes out, we have people from all walks of life. We've got movie producers and doctors and lawyers and you name it. Uh, but they come there for their own personal self-growth. So that's why, to me, it doesn't matter who walks through those steps. Right. They're there for their own personal self-growth. And one thing I, I did, and, and people commend me for at the studio, is when I opened my doors, it was very clear that my intention was to not hide or hold back any of the yogic practices. Now, your listeners have heard the name prana fitness. Prana is the Sanskrit word for life force energy. If you think of Tai Chi or Qi Gong, those two words, Qi and Qi, come from the Chinese and the Japanese. The Sanskrit is prana. So they're, they're three of the same things. Yes. And this life force energy is, is what carries us through our, our physical life, our human life, and it's what escapes from us when the body dies. So we obviously want as much of this as we can. The fitness aspect came because I started off my journey, as you heard, as a personal trainer, and I used to bodybuild. So I came from that fitness world, which I still love. Fusing the two, it's that whole mind-body connection. Now, when I opened my doors, it was very clear for me and became clear to everyone that walks through the step or walks through the front doors that they're getting the full experience. There's no holding back. So we do chant in our studio. We do hold meditation classes. I introduce people to all aspects because who am I to hold that back? It might serve somebody in some capacity on some day at some part of their life, and it's my responsibility to show them all of the practices that I've used to get whole and to get healthy and to get complete because I don't know how that will affect them, and the response has been phenomenal. This is music to my ears. I, <laughs> I was I was teaching. Um, I've been I've been on the road a lot in the last few weeks, and there have been moments in most of the the last couple or three um, engagements that I've had where I have felt this inner um, concern that I am too. I am sharing. I am like you. I, I want to share anything that has helped me to to empower myself and build the resilience that I continue to build and to progress through life in the way that I continue to progress because I do believe we're all works in progress. Um, I have I've been open to sharing whatever I have to offer, and there have been moments where it's been hard because I can feel, and it might be just me. It may not be true, but um, I can feel the judgment and the and the criticism and the assessment that's happening with some in the group when I begin to offer 
all that I have to offer. So you're inspiring me when you say, you know, who am I to hold it back? Because I believe the same is true here. But I've been a bit contracted lately. I've been in a bit of a, a contraction and it reflected. Um, I could feel it last week. I could feel a little bit of a wall between me and some of the people that were there, which isn't uh, the way I like to operate, but I trust that there was a reason for it. And I do think that there's this this fear that I have sometimes that if I show them everything that I have to offer, if I if I present all of myself, they then they'll find something to criticize. They'll find something to to uh, not appreciate and then I'll feel terrible, you know, because they didn't like me, which is my own work. My, my lifelong work is to, is to kind of continue the healing of that because it's not true. And even if they don't like me, it doesn't mean anything bad about me. So you're just inspiring me. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. My pleasure. You mentioned the word fear. I wanted to touch on that because mm. as a whole, I think we're all dealing with uh, different types of fear and different levels of fear. And right now, I I can't speak on this myself, I'm not an expert, but there is a big shift going on energetically, um, astrologically, let's say, of change. A lot of people going through change, whether it's divorce, change of career, uh, losing loved ones, etc. And there's a lot of fear associated with change. Mm. And what happens there is we create this blockage. And I'm sure some of your listeners have heard this before. Fear is false evidence acting as real. Yes. False evidence acting as real. Did I say Mm -hmm. that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And... And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's our mind, our habits, our conditioned beliefs telling us something that isn't actually reality. Mm-hmm. Reality is what we make it. And if I'm being constricted by fear of what if, what if I make that change, what if this happens to me, we'll never progress. Mm-hmm. So being in this goddess energy, whether you're male or female, child, adult, etc., to allow this energy to flow, the masculine and feminine to flow, we need to surrender. And surrender is actually a very powerful aspect of us. People think surrendering is the easy way out, or I'm giving up, or there's no action in surrender. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first to tell you there is a lot of action in surrender. Because when I let go of resistance, fear, anger, doubt, any of those lower base emotions. Yes. What I'm allowing to come in is everything else. So all of the positive, all of the circumstances and experience that are going to nurture my growth. I love that. I'm all for that. And I think <laughs> that when we come back from the break, it's, it bears um, a bit more discussion because I think that some of my listeners might be a bit surprised to hear you say that surrender is, um, is active. And I know that when I first was introduced to that as a, as a concept and a, a potential invitation for myself, I thought the same thing. So let's pick that up when we get back. We're about to take a break. And I'm here with Donna Politis from Prana Fitness, and we're talking about the goddess energy within. We'll see you on the other side of the break. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is Shamin at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. This is Shamin Sadik, and I'm here with Donna Pulitas from Prana Fitness in Toronto. And we are talking about the goddess energy within. Before we jump back into the conversation, I want to remind you about some upcoming events that you might be interested in uh, attending. The first one is a power circle. It is happening in Chicago on November 3rd. The cost is $349, and you might be asking, what is a power circle? Well, a power circle is a chance for people who work in the field of human development. So you may be a coach, you may be a yoga teacher, you may be um, an HR professional, you may be an OD professional, but anyone who works with other humans and invites them into a journey of development, this day is for you to invite yourself into the same sort of exploration. We did our first public power circle in Chicago in uh, May of this year, and it was very well received. So this is a day with me, and uh, I'd love it if you would join me. If you would like to register, go to my website, AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, Leadership.com, and sign up right there on the front page. You'll see a place where you can register. That's one. The second one is the Leadership Circle Profile Certification is coming to Toronto. So again, second time this year, we usually only have this once a year, but this year we're running two because it seems like the appetite in Toronto for uh, what the Leadership Circle has to offer is very great. So I'm teaching that as well. So join me there November 19th, 20th, and 21st right here in downtown Toronto. If you would like to register, go to theleadershipcircle.com. Great. Now back to this conversation, which I'm just loving. Donna, thank you so much. This is so 
Useful. Um, I'm just delighted that we're talking about this. And uh, I was thinking about this over the break that um, that this goddess energy just has so much to offer. And it's not just for women, right? It's It lives in all of us, men and women. Absolutely. I think there are a lot of men out there that are opening up to the concepts of balancing out their energy, their own personal energy. And the masculine and feminine lives within each of us. And what sort of came to me as an epiphany, and, and please don't quote me on this because I don't know the accuracy of it, but it came as the intuition that for a female, maybe this goddess energy, so I'm using the word maybe, this mm-hmm. goddess energy is, let's say, about 70 to 80% of us with 20 to 30% of our masculine side to sort of balance us out. And and I would say the flip side for men. Now, why that came to me as, as an intuition while we were speaking is because there's also a strong shift in the energy world that I work in, so healers and yoga teachers and therapists of different kind. There's this shift back to honoring the masculine as masculine and the feminine as feminine. Our feminine Roles, quote unquote. Um, again, that could spark a whole other discussion. But what I'm asking people to be open to is for the female to honor herself as female. And when she needs to call upon those masculine resources, the drive, the ambition, the uh, linear, more um, analytical thinking, to use it to her benefit. And the same with the masculine. So, or the male, I should say. So there is that sort of balancing out, and, and both people can access any of these qualities at any time. My noticing over the years has been that um, that the, there's a sort of a preponderance of masculine energy, and I've seen like even women who, and it's not, I know it's not a gender specific, the energy is not gender specific, but the, the feeling I have is that there are a lot of women who operate primarily out of this masculine side. And so when you say it the way you just said it, I, uh, again, I'm with you, I don't know about the percentages, but there is something lovely about inhabiting uh, for me, I'll speak for myself. Um, I've been learning, and I continue to learn to fully inhabit and be um, and put into service my feminine energy as well. And when I'm with people working on this, and we're talking about it, I mean, this is the world of leadership that I operate in, and I do talk about these things, which is, um, I think, interesting and courageous. And and I say to them, it's not about one instead of the other it's about more range it's about having access to both and what I'm noticing is that the more access I have to the softer receptive open um, surrendered parts of myself the more powerful I actually feel as a woman and as a human being so that that's that's what I'm noticing though is that it feels sometimes people think that oh if I tap into that other energy that isn't either the one that is my gender or the one that I have less of, I'm going to have to give up something. And I think it's more of a complementary and balancing than it is one over the other. Absolutely. You ju- I just made a note here that we're not speaking about gender. We're mm-hmm. speaking of literally about energy. Yes. And 
so it's nice to make that clear to your listeners that it, it's not about separating the genders and saying one should act this way and the other should act a certain way. It's very individual and very personal. But I believe there is there's a shift happening, there's a softening happening, and those, you know, I know you're speaking, um, you've used the example of the woman that's driven and ambitious. Mm-hmm. That's great, but there is a survival quality there that she's accessing. It's, yeah. She's trying to secure her place in society, and I'd say there's a lot of men out there in that exact same position. Mm-hmm. And maybe what we can start to do is to soften a little bit. So maybe even in that driven person's personal life, to take that hour out and go be with nature, ground yourself somehow, be around a natural source, water, grass, trees, etc. Find that softness that will actually start to open up your creative centers. And when your creativity is unleashed, and I'm smiling as I say this, the power within you grows exponentially. You will actually do much better at your work. You'll be more productive because you're clearing up parts of yourself that can now think more clearly, create more projects. Um, When we spoke and we first said hello to each other this afternoon, you said, wow, Donna, you're so busy. And with a bright smile on my face, I said, yes. That's where I'm operating at my peak right now. Mm. So we can have so many projects on the table, and yet we'll find the reserves of energy because we're creating balance. And that softness can also be can also be active. I know we touched on that before the break. And we were going to pick up that piece about surrender. Um, you had you had more to to share with us on that. We've got about five more minutes before the end of the show. I'm wondering what can you, how can you help us to understand this notion of surrender as something that is active, not passive. I'll use an example here of a meditation practice that I was taught many years ago, and I realized that I've been using this practice now for about five years, and I used it continuously for about three and a half. And by continuously, I mean either weekly or multiple times a week or daily. And that's a, a big point here for your listeners to note is that you're not just going to practice the mantra or this following practice I'll share one time. Please repeat it as often as you can. That's where you start to create these positive forward-moving habits. So the practice, and, and this ties into surrender as an active practice, is called the transmitter and receiver meditation. So if we treat our third eye space as a transmission point, this is where we're going to send out our question, our ambivalence about something, our goal, whatever it is we need to reach. And this works great for the type A person who knows exactly what they want. So a lot of leaders, CEOs of companies, etc., you know what you want. How are you going to get it? So this practice helps you to find the answer. So from your third eye point... And just tell us where where, where that is, yeah. Yeah, so roughly between the eyebrows, uh, center of the forehead-ish, okay. um, okay. you're going to focus your awareness there. You're not actually turning your eyes in and up. That will hurt. But just closing your eyes and focusing. I tend to place uh, my ring finger on that spot. 
We're going to spend, not, not us now, but when you practice this at home, take your notes, spend five minutes there and repeat your intention or your question. And it can be as open-ended as, what's next? What's next for me? Okay. And you're just putting that out to your highest self. So the answer is going to come from you. Five minutes you spend repeating this over and over and over again, silently, doesn't have to be out loud, with awareness on your third eye space. Okay. And then you let that go, and you spend the next five minutes resting in your heart space, so the center of the chest, and somebody might wish to place their palms over the center of the chest, or, again, just draw your internal gaze to that space. Okay. And this is the act of surrender. So we've spent time being active in our mind, thinking about what it is that we want or asking what's next. And that's the active part. The passive part is resting in the heart space and waiting to receive the answer. Mm. And what my teacher likes to say is it might not come as a big booming voice to say your answer is such and such, but it can come as a feeling, a body sensation. You might not notice anything at first, but with continued practice, you'll start to get the answers. And what I like to tell clients is that what will emerge from this is that baby step action plan to get to to get you to where you need to be. So it's a I beautiful practice. takes 10 minutes. You can set your timer. And practicing it daily will affirm for you where it is you need to be in your life and how it is you're going to get there. You know what I love about that, Donna, is it has both in it. And so for the for the ones who are more driven or more active and don't really like to pause, this provides a bit of both. It satisfies their active, you know, a lot of people have a, mentally, they've got to be on board with this before they can actually sink into it. And sometimes when I tell people that what they need to do is sit quietly for a few minutes, they just can't. That's very difficult for some people to accept and, and to... Yeah and to take up that invitation. So I love this because it has both. And and not only, I mean, I understand the the subtlety of it and the beauty and the power of it, but just I'm thinking in terms of just to get someone who isn't in this um, mode yet. This is very, uh, what's the word? It's, it's just very appealing. It makes it easier for them to say yes. Absolutely. And to put it into very plain language, we... We're using the third eye center as our, our thinking center, our mental yes. center. So we're um, capturing that thought, what it is that I want. But we all get those warm, fuzzy feelings in our heart. Every human being does. So why not use that as a power center to say, okay, where am I going next with work, career, relationship, etc.? And then wait for that answer to come into your heart place. Beautiful. Beautiful. I hope people out there use it. It's worked for me. Oh, well, I I think that you're you've issued the invitation to use it so beautifully. How could they say no? <laughs> <laughs> Donna, thank you so much for being willing to spend some time with us here today. Before we say goodbye to you, tell us again how people can find you. Fabulous. Thanks, Shamine. People can literally find me at the studio, 2245 Queen Street East is our physical location. And once again, the studio name is Prana Fitness. That's P-R-A-N-A Fitness. And online, you can reach me at our website, P-R-A-N-A hyphen fitness.com. 
Uh, I'll also issue my phone number, if that's okay, Shamine. Sure, yeah, sure. Okay, 416-937-5158. And by email, P-R-A-N-A-F-I-T yoga, so one word, pranafityoga at gmail.com. Wonderful. Donna, thank you so much. Thank you, Shamine. This was fun. I know. It was great. And listeners, thank you for being with us again this week. Next week, I'm going to replay one of my favorite shows for you. I'm not sure which one yet, but it is Thanksgiving here in Toronto. So I'm going to spend the day with my family. I wish you a wonderful couple of weeks, and I'll be back in two weeks with you live again. Thanks so much for listening, and take care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.